Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bullocker Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Adam Vokey. Where are we at, folks? We are in the bowels of the Brush Emporium. In the bowels of the Brush Emporium here at 210 Clayton Street. What's going on, my man? Studios, not a whole lot. We have someone of insane importance with us today. We do. Massive importance. Yep. She's like an official. Yeah. And she's a Leo. She told us that. Yep. That makes her even cooler because I'm a Leo, too. She has an ex-husband that was... Born on uh, August 9th. The same and, day as me. Yeah, and you're an ex-husband. And and I'm, yeah, I know, it's crazy. I felt like an outsider for the past three minutes here. <laughs> like I didn't belong. <laughs> Jillian Laycock, how are you? Have you heard about the third wheel? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> it is. It is. It's That's a, typically me, so I'm glad I wasn't me today. <laughs> I guess so. So I'm just going to tee this up and let you guys uh, have at it the conversation. Just talk it every now so I'm awake, you know. So how, how are you doing? Thanks for coming down. Thank you for having me. I've been very excited to be here. I am doing awesome. Yeah, you're the Akron uh, town manager now. I am. I am uh, have been in position for the town of Akron for five months. That's And uh, the HR person. I do uh, help with that, yes. You know, do you ever get tired of doing all the work, all of Dencia's work? <laughs> oh, I have nothing to do with that comment. <laughs> Don't worry, she'll hate me later. It's fine. I'm going to have to defend her, and you're, you're going to have to erase it. Oh, oh, uh, Dencia Race, not Kudrin, by the right, way. Right, yeah, we might want to point that out. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My good friend Dencia, our good friend That's Dencia. That's absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, so our good friend Dencia actually does this podcast quite a bit, and she claims that Dencia Race is named after her. I know Denzia Raish was on this podcast, too, so she's yeah, been she helping me prep. Ah, uh, she really? So she's been working hard so I can get through the night and put up with your shit. So. Did, did you actually listen <laughs> to her? I just have to defend her for a minute. <laughs> yeah, a little. Did you listen to her episode? Denzia Raish. Yeah, I believe so. It's Her lie was so good, but so unbelievable, I should have picked it out right away. It was like, an unbelievable story, and she still got us to bite on it, man. It's the one where she shows up to the blind date and sits down with some dude who she doesn't know and has a conversation and then I leaves. Not, I, I might not have listened. It to was that like one. drunken supernatural hour, right? Is that kind of what it felt like? So sure. Before it's the you, Twilight Zone. It's the Twilight yeah. Zone here. Uh, before Akron, you were in Lyman. I was kicking butt. I was yes. Because that's how you and I met originally in Westminster, correct? At the CML conference. Was that it? Yes. I thought it might have been before that, but it's a hazy memory. It might be. We were sitting outside with all the Fort Morgan folks, and you kind of just ponied up to the bar with us and started talking. So, <laughs> but you Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. But your district for CML is different. You always come to this one, one of ours. Yes. So, yeah. Because yeah. she liked yeah. to get our sushi hair and brush. It's the only reason she'd show up here. So. <laughs> so it was in the district meeting, or was it in Westminster? It was Westminster, the okay. CML. It was my yeah. first CML conference. So That was a good one. Yeah, it was, a good, it was yeah. fun. I don't remember a lot of it, but it I, was, uh, I do. <laughs> do, do, you, do you? Yeah, you have to. It's such a learning opportunity to, is, to go in. And, but uh, I, 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 for some reason, I thought it was before that, but that's that's good. Maybe that's it was. That's good you remember. Maybe it was. Because we start talking about Lyman and, and yeah. uh, Hugo, and he's from Holly. Well, cool. That's, you know where that is? I do. Okay. I do. I know the state pretty well. Okay. Nice. So, yeah. That's where I grew up. Most of my family's in Lamar, though, now. So Yeah. Yeah, that's see, a long drive. See, you guys are really close. And you're a business owner still. Yes. Yes. You, you have a couple of businesses back in Hugo. I have several. Yeah. I'm a serial entrepreneur. So a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm very comfortable with that statement. That's cool. That's cool because people just go, yeah, and smile, sure. right? They don't know what you're talking about, so it's yes. fine. Well, uh, before we get any further, uh, welcome to the Bullhucker Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, what we do is we bring on a guest. Today is Jillian Laycock. 
Jillian's going to tell us three stories about her life. Now, here's a kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One's either borrowed, made up, or it's an embellished story. We're not going to ask which it is. We're just going to shoot from the hip right at them. Right. Yep. At the end of the podcast, Mr. Vokey and I are going to attempt to try and guess her uh, BS to see if we, uh, we'll see how good a liar she is. Yeah, we will see. Uh, and you know what? It comes to us, everybody's a pretty good liar because we're pretty bad at this. Yeah. We're only 154 well, episodes in. You think you'd we get think it'd be better? Yeah, but. yeah. I'm feeling pretty stressed about this. I, I've been thinking about it for a couple of weeks now. Um, I struggle with lying. Oh, pfft. You it's know. a bad it's a bad day if I have to lie and I really don't enjoy it. Listen. I'll just tell you, it's 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 very stressful to even consider it. Being in government, you know, we're civil servants, mm-hmm. we follow the rules, tell the truth. Jillian, uh, I feel like I'm on the hot seat here, getting in, tr- <laughs> getting in trouble before I've even made a it's lie. It's a podcast, not a deposition. <laughs> yes, so. yes, there you go, there you go. Well, this is the bullhucker. Uh, mm. The truth is uh, overrated. overrated is the same ah. for this, but if I had to not pick another one, <laughs> it'd be bullhucker. I'm not good at lying because everybody tells us, yeah, that. Everybody tells us <laughs> that. And then you proceed to kick it's our ass It's a standard line. <laughs> it's a standard line, so... <laughs> Jillian, are you ready to tell some stories? I sure am. Uh, Mr. Vokey, you want to read off the story? or the, uh, the Absolutely. Titles? We've got Superstar Athlete, Language of Love, and American Dream. All right. I love it. All right. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I went first last time. Yeah, you did. So pick pick one out, dude. I'll go with uh, Language of Love. Oh, yeah. I, I thought I'd put a February spin on this episode because it's February. Why, how is that? Oh, it's Valentine's Day. Valentine's okay, Day. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell we're single. Hey, yeah. you know, what? Uh, February? I'll be like, I'm a fat, I'm a fat homely guy. Valentine's Day. Well, it is Valentine's Day, so right. just remember that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was trying to be creative. Thank you. Um, so I uh, grew up in South Africa. That's why I have an accent. And um, went, uh, so in South Africa, there's 11 official languages. So we have one first language in America. South Africa has 11 recognized first languages. Um, It's a a multicultural, multilinguistic country. And um, so for school, we had to study and graduate with a minimum of three languages. (laughs) So I I was not a language blessed with talent. Um, My sister speaks eight languages. I speak three. And um, graduated with Afrikaans, English, and Zulu. So for for the for the super smart uh, folks who graduated, they also did French, German, Spanish, Chinese, Italian. Uh, so yeah, that's part of my history and part of my culture growing up. And. Uh, I'd love to know why they're making you learn Spanish in South Africa. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's really great is when you study Afrikaans for 12 years and then you move to uh, the rest of the world where yeah. that language is only spoken in one place. Oh, you know. And I struggled in, I struggled with language, man. I scraped through it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was terrible. So uh, I'm half Mexican. My grandmother tried like hell to teach me Spanish as a child, and I'm stubborn. I'm super stubborn, so I wasn't going to do it, you know. Um all I learned in Spanish class was puedo ir a baño. It means can I use the restroom? And then I would go wander around in my little ADD state looking at all the shiny shit. That's what I would do. Right? Well, that's pretty good going. I picked up like muy caliente, <laughs> muy caliente. and <laughs> things like that. Actually, in South Africa, there was um, no uh, Hispanic anything, no Mexican sure. food. So uh, I moved here <clears throat> saying jalapeno and tortilla and uh, <laughs> never had salsa. 
Um, How was that for the first time? Oh, it was delicious. We, I grew up eating something called chakalaka, which is also, it's an African um, tomato-based kind of spicy dish. Oh, like wow. Like salsa, but hot. Right. Like heated up. Okay. Um, so not lots of different culture stuff, but just not the stuff that's in America. <laughs> I would put you on the spot. Can you name all 11 languages? Oh, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Uh, one of my next stories okay. uh, would lead, in, lead into some of that, but I could, I could go English, Afrikaans, uh, Zulu, Sutu, South Sutu, Corsa. This sounds like some Star Wars shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure if there's any South Africans that are going to listen to this, it's a disgrace to them. So I'm, I'm sorry. Sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of those is the nightstand I just got from Ikea. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. You could have just made up 11 words and would have been like, well, that's really I'm cool. I'm just not yeah. quick enough. <laughs> yeah. She's wanting to know why, because we're both stupid Americans. That's what it is. and that's, We are. We're horrible. As, as people. Every, every country, people know a few languages, especially in Europe, right? Because you're... It changes yeah. like within miles, right? Right. So, yeah. but here, man, we like refuse. Like, we will not do it. You know, my grandmother was like, "You need to learn Spanish. It's going to help you out." I'm like, "I don't want to." The way we're talking right now, I think works just fine, Grandma. I wish I kicked myself every day. You know. What's really cool, my dad. So, you know, culturally, you grow up immersed, needing to speak different languages right. and learn them. And my, so you mentioned I'm a business owner. I own the liquor store in Hugo. Right. Um, and my parents moved six years ago from Johannesburg to Hugo, and they run the liquor store. And my dad is actually learning Spanish. Really? And he's really good at language, like my sister. I did not get my, – my mom and I kind of suck on the language side. Right. And they are really talented. Um, but he's already – I'm so proud of him. He's in his 70s, and he's learning Spanish. And That's cool. He's got, like, some online stuff that he's doing. Yeah. He's picking it up way – but I mean, I've been here a long time, and – I, I've got nothing. I, I'm with you. I am so with you, Jillian. I am horrible at picking Sorry. up. I tried to get on, uh, what's the uh, the app you can learn another language on? The, uh, like Rosetta Stone or Babbel. Babbel. Or is there a different one? I, there's another one. There's what, another one. Which, like Duolingo? Duolingo. That's the one I was trying. <clears throat> and I... I tried. I can. I know Biblioteca's library. I know Autobus isn't bus. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I'm just horrible at it. I'd, I'd, I'd love to speak another language. I'd love to. You know, we but, all have our... Inherent talents right. of what we can learn. Uh, we have, uh, on the Lundstrom side, it's Swedish. You know, I'm a quarter Swede. And we have cousins from Sweden on Facebook. And I, I, it's a crazy language. And I tried to, like, translate their stuff. And, uh, dude, it's there's no way. It ain't happening. So I'm going to die a one-language loser. I keep trying to learn Spanish, too, for work. And yeah. Just... Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll, like, do really good and get through, like, about eight lessons. And then something happens and I stop for, like, a week and then I have to go back and start at lesson one because I can't remember right. anything. So I got a question, Jillian. They said there's 11 languages. How, yeah. do you, how do you decide which one's more important than the other to learn? Is it just a flip of the coin or what is it? I think it's really <clears throat> what we call your first language that you speak primarily, your home language. Okay. And I think it, it you know, historically with a different political environment, it was it was different. Sure. Um, but I think t by today's standards whatever you grow up speaking in the house is you know generally your primary and then when you right. go to school and um, depending on what school you go to you'll be taught in a specific language um, but the goal I think the goal with adopting and recognizing 11 first languages was one everyone's equal and mm -hmm. and two yeah you should be able to learn your primary education in your home language right 
to okay. put everyone on the same footing. Right. That'd be tough, man. That'd be tough. It's, so. it it's pretty wild. Yeah. And then um, we have this uh, long-term history of mining. So a lot of sure. people know about diamonds and things right. like that and gold mining. Um, in the mines, we it has always been like really multicultural mm-hmm. in the mining industry. And so all the miners kind of develop their own language, which is a mixture of all the languages. And oh, wow. it doesn't matter like what the um, heritage or background is of the person. If you're a miner, you learn to speak the language of the miners. And it's called funny galore. That's the name of the language. <laughs> and so, because it's, you know, it sounds all funny and yeah. messed up. And, but that's the name is funny galore. Is it like slang almost? It's, or is it... it's like a, it's slang and just all the languages mushed together. Okay. And it's just, it's unique. Like Spanglish almost, right? Is that? I don't know. I think it's more unique than that. Yeah, I, I was thinking like Cockney rhyming slang. <laughs> Have you ever heard those oh, yeah. guys? What? Yeah. what? <laughs> Cockney. It's a it's a, a language. Okay. But then there's like it's rhyming slang. So like it's in Europe, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so, it's North England. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like this thing where I don't care. I've watched videos about it. And it's amazing, but like. Like, I don't know, I can't even give an example. But it's just crazy listening to those guys. Say it one more time. Cockney rhyming slang. Uh, uh, yeah, look it up on YouTube. Yeah, someone YouTube that for me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. Huh. So where people speak Cockney, you develop um, last names like Laycock. Okay. When I first heard your last name, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Was a... <laughs> From up there. Okay. All right. <laughs> when you come to America, how old are you when you first moved here? 20. 20 years old. Yeah. Wow. Was it tough to learn our slang? No. I, I think it was not tough to understand it. Okay. It was tough to speak it back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, with Hollywood, you know, mm-hmm. America is the powerhouse. Um, the American culture is exposed everywhere else. So right. you grow up watching American language on TV. Okay. All right. Um what was funny is like the first day I was in America was in New York and I walked around New York all day. I had a, this layover I was coming from Johannesburg to Colorado and it was um, Puerto Rican day. It was like a national, like a recognized day sure, in New York. Sure. And there, so there were cops everywhere and there were Puerto Ricans everywhere. And I kept on asking the New York cops for directions and they kept on like bending over and going, do you speak English? And I was like, I'm speaking English. <laughs> do you understand English? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it was a yeah. really uh, funny experience. But I, I think it's the sound um, of the words, even though okay. we're all saying the same things. So um, actually my first husband is funny that we were speaking about being divorced, but my first husband was really like, had read British magazines because he was really into like international cars. Okay. And so he understood all the words I was using and it was really great because he was almost like a bridge in understanding the translation of the nice. words I was using, like nice. like a, a boot and a bonnet okay. instead of a trunk and a hood uh, on the car. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a bonnet, I knew that one. A bonnet but, yeah. is, the, is the hood. Um, okay. And I don't know, just different words like that. So I think it was more the language that I was using than what the American slang is. That's wild. I was in high school. Our, our football coach called our helmets bonnets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. So, but we kind of can, we can almost relate to you uh, becoming old. 
Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> we can relate to you almost being old because I don't understand anything the young kids say nowadays. All these words they have, these slang words, I have no yeah. clue what they're even speaking about. We had a few on the podcast that yeah. kind of like tuned us in. Yeah. And I completely screwed it up. It's like, bad. It's bad. We're all over the hill. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't go on TikTok. I, years ago, I went on it and it was like 20 minutes later. I like blinked and it was 20 minutes later yeah. and I lost 20 minutes of my life yeah. and I'm just like I'm never going on TikTok again it's, and yeah. I rely on Facebook or Instagram to keep me current and mm-hmm. Facebook is like no you're not getting any of the current language or right um slang hell i'm struggling learning google sheets <laughs> you know <laughs> but before you go any further please follow us on tiktok <laughs> podcast <laughs> and facebook oh, no. and instagram thank I you i swear everyone's on tiktok except for me it's a bad uh, I'm, I'm not i'm holding oh, yeah, he's not <laughs> yeah. TikTok. um i have people sending me little tiktok clips now and um, I'm watching them. I can mm. still at least watch them without mm. having an account. But it's like Timu. I'm really scared to use Timu. Uh, thank you. So I'm my, so scared. I'm the same way. It's like, have you used it yet? No. You got some cool stuff on oh, Timu. Oh, man. Though. I downloaded the app. And then I started freaking out. And I deleted it really quickly. I did the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> I, like I don't want this on my phone. I was like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> Amazon's bad enough. It is Amazon's yeah, bad And I'm very attached to Amazon. I've been using it for hard ever. Not, hard not to. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's just as bad, but well, I mean, so we, we always talk about this podcast to shop local, right? We always always because upstairs in the Emporium, we're gonna get more into it. Did you have a chance? Have you been here before? I have never been here before, and I'm mm-hmm. sure um, Adam would like to describe my face because I, I walked in and I was like, I was, I was gonna say she probably looked the same way upstairs <laughs> as her first day in New York. Ah. <laughs> she was just yeah, like, yeah, Whoa. I was blown away. I've <laughs> lived in yeah. in the Eastern Plains for ten years and. Um, it's really cool to see downtown revitalization and right. stores uh, having, right. you know, things that you don't want to be ordering online. Um, right. Online has its place now. It's not going to go away. And thank right. goodness we do. Sorry, I'm a government nerd. Thank goodness we do collect local sales tax because that does yep. support our community. Yep. Um, but to walk in and see boots and see some other. Yeah. You know, home goods and some cool stuff that we'd all, all want to buy. Yeah, I yeah. could tell. I was like, man, this yeah. is sweet. Well, and that's the point I was getting to was if you can't shop local, you should. But yeah. thank God there is Amazon because there's some stuff yeah. you just can't get around here, you know? Yeah. And yeah. To, to walk into an area where there's great seating and there's actually people up there yep. and, you know, <clears throat> right. patrons coming in and out. That's, oh, it's cool. That's really cool. Brush has come so far mm-hmm. in the downtown over the last... 30 it, years it's been incredible matt gordon had a, a bunch to do with that too matt gordon was a he was a ramrod he was he was go-getter so um i know oh matt's a great dude <laughs> i've had I, the privilege of working with him I for several years i wouldn't call it privilege but i mean <laughs> <laughs> what's up maddie um but no it's super cool but that's it has its place online and sometimes yeah. you just have to get it off amazon but i'll try and shop local first i would yeah. you always should try and you know support local people that's how we survive and the money does stay here when you shop local although uh, when 2020 hit, uh, that sales tax from online sales kind of saved Brush's ass. You know, it did big time. Well, and I think so many people <clears throat> shopped local too that right. it really helped our small yep. um, small businesses that you know were able to stay open right. and really helped our local economies <clears throat> as well because so many people didn't want to travel into the city. Right, and um, I think that's a true testament to 
what you can get locally and how you can shop locally. Right. And also how, how much people are not shopping locally. Mm-hmm. So. I know like hardware stores and grocery stores just murdered it during the COVID, you know, because yeah. everybody's home. So they started working on the house, right? Makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. well, Voki, what'd you think about that one? It was super interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Super short, but super sweet. And I, I like that kind of stuff. It's, I like when we learn on this podcast, some people come on and just, I don't, I get to learn all something. Yeah, honestly, you know, right. I had no idea there was eleven languages down there. Yeah, I had no idea. Isn't that maybe. amazing? I, 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 if you'd asked me, I'd be like, what, three or four, maybe. You know, yeah. eleven. That's crazy. <laughs> all right, that was language of love. Next, we have uh, American Dreamer superstar athlete. I'm going to go with. Uh, let's hear American Dream. I am the American Dream. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, kind of touching on what I shared before is I, uh, the, oops, the actual story, I am the American dream. I have lived in America more than half my life. Nice. So I know that I have this really perceived to have a heavy accent. I shared before that Mm -hmm. people didn't understand me when I first (laughs) flew out uh, to America. And, you know, English is my first home language. Um, But a lot of, a lot of people, hear me and talk to me and they're like oh you must you know have come over pretty recently um so yeah i've that's the the basis of of my story is i've lived in america more than half my life um i uh came out on vacation and fell madly in love and got married and um, became a citizen and um i i moved here with a suitcase for six weeks and that's how you tested it out. And that's that's how I got my. That's kind of how I'm here. And um, I, I work very hard. And why I say the American dream is, I was able to get a part time job at Home Depot, and uh, I needed health insurance. And I was like, I got to go to work. Um, I installed flooring on the side uh, oh, for many Lord. years. Good Lord, Julie. <laughs> I'm a tiler by trade. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> that and sucks. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, um, I was doing a, a kitchen in 20 by 20 travertine, and it was October, and it started snowing outside, and my tile saw froze up, and I was like, i got to fucking get a new job. It's terrible. <laughs> 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 I'm not strong enough for this, and the, the uh, cases are too heavy, and that tile was so thick and I was like man I better find a find a different way to make a living so you did mostly tile you didn't do like like the wood floor I did or all the of carpet it. you did all of mostly it. tile though oh wow that's even worse mostly tile so, so you um, had to cut it and grout it and all that stuff <coughs> oh huh? yeah oh yeah I put uh, the uh, flooring in my house two years ago and I gotta be honest I got through the kitchen and I was like respect to whoever does this for a living because this yeah. sucks my knees were killing me my mm. back started hurting you got to do it while you're young my uncle ed <laughs> is an awesome dude you know i love my uncle ed he'll help me do anything it took one day of of that and he was like i got some stuff i gotta get yeah yeah coward run you know it's rough i bought my myself my first car in america with tile for- money that is awesome and um so this is why i say the american dream like yeah. i think my, my story is it like, so I worked my way up in Home Depot. I became a store manager, learned a lot about American corporate environment, learned right. all my HR background. Yeah. You know, moved on, uh, worked for another company, worked in the in- energy industry, um, left that. Uh, you know, we all have bad bosses. Yeah. Uh, learned how to not be a bad boss, left and yes. opened up my own business, worked 
for myself for many years, became disillusioned with that. Yeah. I was like, it was great, and then it's not great, and you're like, I need a, a new life, just right. like tiling. And uh, I was like, I'd rather stick a pencil in my eye or pack cans on a shelf in King Supers. So I yeah. sold out of my business, went on a motorbike ride, came back, got stopped in a hailstorm. My husband pulled under the overhang of Hugo Liquors for shelter, went in and a year later, I was packing liquor bottles on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's, there's a lot to Wait, that. it gets better. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the American dream part. Um, you know, and so, so when I look at my life, um, I always remember how, how much I, mo- I came here with. So oh. my parents moved from Johannesburg to Hugo six years ago. And last year in September, they both became citizens. That's awesome. So we're very, we're very proud. We're very proud to be immigrants. We're all, I don't even know if that's considered first generation or whatever it's called. Right. We're very proud and we love this country and we love being here. Mm-hmm. We love working hard. And my hard work has rewarded me and this country has afforded me that. Um, I will tell you about being an American and traveling. When I say I moved here with a suitcase for six weeks, it's what you put in the overhead luggage. That's what you travel with being a South African. I had three pairs of underwear because you wash your clothes. You don't pack everything you need when you travel. Um, Years and years later, I decided to go backpacking by myself through Europe in 2016. And I packed my liter bottles of shampoo and conditioner. It was ridiculous. And my backpack was so heavy. I was on the phone with my husband. And he's like, oh, honey, just throw it away. (laughs) You can go buy some more in the store. Oh, natural. Oh, natural. So that, you know, just the reflection of our our American life and the luxury that we live. And why would I need to backpack with a liter bottle of shampoo? Oh, and hand sanitizer. That's very American that I'm, you know, have in my bag, too. But, you know, from coming here from, from six weeks and building my life up. Um, so I think I'm very American. Yeah. Uh, I complain when Internet sucks in other countries <laughs> and it's too slow. And, yeah. But, com- you know, complaining at the airport that lines are too long and things like that. So, right. But that's I, I, I think I'm the American dream. You are. And, and my life is. Th- there's a few things I would recommend. Are you into sports at all? Um, I, I have tried. Okay, I have well, tried to be into sports. Find a sport you like, a team you like, and then uh-huh. fight anybody else that doesn't like that team. That's very American, okay? <laughs> you, you disown friends over it. That's right. You, you mean, know, that sounds like living in a small town. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um, I, I love sports, and actually my next story is, is okay. sports-related. Yeah, so. we, all right, we get there. I got to be honest. I'm a little envious of you. I think this is a, a very cool. I didn't have the guts to do that myself. Not even move to a different country alone. Just to, just go on the road. I remember when I was in high school, Ace Davis, rest his soul, Jason Moss, myself, and there's somebody else. We were going to hop in a van and just the summer after our senior year, just go. You know what I mean? Save some money and just go on the road. And it never happened. You know, Ace's grandparents had a van they're going to lend us. And I, every day, I, I wish we would have done that. What I mean, probably been fist fights and, and whatever, but those always turn into cherished memories somehow, right? It's just so cherished memories. Um, I, I'm ashamed. I, I was trying to think of what stories I was going to tell, and I started becoming ashamed of, I can't remember every name of every city I've traveled to in the world anymore. 
Humble brag um, there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could say I've been to this many cities, but I can't even remember. Like, yeah. um, because backpacking, you know, it's it it fades over time. Sure. And, you know, but you have memories of those locations and where you've been and um, right. traveling by yourself. I know it's not always safe as a as a woman, <laughs> but uh, or as a man traveling individually. But it it's the most life changing thing. I'd encourage anyone to do it. Um, right. I. Uh, was on a bus. I was in uh, Budapest, so I backpacked through Europe twice. And I um, was traveling to, through Budapest. I got on a bus. I was going to see a war memorial. And I was on the bus for 45 minutes and um, got you know into the suburban area, got off the bus. And most people that I had kind of approached did not speak English. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I started pointing on my cell phone of where I was looking to go because I figured I was pretty close. And the guy just laughed and said, get back on the bus and go that way. 45 minutes. Really? And you've got no one to shout at. Yeah. That's what's so special about traveling alone. Is right. You have to um, be completely independent and rely on yourself. And you've got no one to blame. And I think we do that with um, our loved ones and spouses. Sure. It's easy to blame someone else for getting lost when right. you're traveling or things right. like that. Or take... It's stressful and, and different. You navigating through things that are unknown. So that was a really, I love that memory because it's like, ah, I didn't have you there to shout at you. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish I did. Let me ask you this, Jillian. What was yeah. the scariest moment on that trip? Was there a moment that just like, uh, you, like you almost regretted you were doing this? No. No, it's just all, all cherries, huh? Good for you. Well, I mean, being sick sucks when you're, when you're yeah. backpacking. I was in Siena in Italy, um, and I, that's when I threw my shampoo away because my back, backpack got really heavy, and right. um, I, was, I had really bad flu. Like, I got a really bad Ooh. cold, and I was exhausted. And I, You know, you, you cry, and you have a little breakdown, and you miss home. And um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's scary. It's just... Um, a testament kind of to resilience you don't yeah you don't pack it in and just go home because you got flu and you right. don't want to carry heavy bags right um because the next day you're on to another city and seeing amazing architecture and new things right so i i, th- I think traveling again as an individual person you always have to watch your back of course so and especially when you're a tourist in another country you kind of have to put in studying ahead of time and mm-hmm. making sure you're safe. But there's still areas that you might travel through that are not safe. So I would I would say like hypervigilance is always mm-hmm. really necessary. So I don't know much about South Africa, next to nothing. All right. Um, would you have the same opportunity there as you did in America? No. Not at all? Not close? Not a chance. Really? Really. Hmm. May I ask why? What's the what's the biggest thing stopping you in South Africa? I think the standard of living, okay, and also um, the employment <clears throat> opportunities are very different here than there. Okay, there's more of them, or they're better. I think you can get. I think the standard of living here. I know people won't believe this, but it's more affordable. Right. So you can have a a better life. Right. Um. Here, with blue collar jobs okay um that makes sense yeah the dollar goes further on the on the life here okay hmm. it's also a lot safer in uh, general yeah, that's what i've heard like just existing it's yeah. a lot safer it's south africa's got a lot of crime um right. 
it's all out femicide. It's what? Femicide, okay. all out femicide yeah. against women in general. I think that culture's been developing over it's getting worse. 30 years. Yeah. It's it's not it's bad. Is it's a bad sp- space to be. Is your sister still over there? No, she's in Australia. Okay. <clears throat> uh, also very cool. Is she Australian now? I assume so. What did you think about all that, Vogue? That, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast, I mean, like the amount of information. I'm, I'm a really like, intense person. It's no, like, it's good. I'm like, wow, this is going to be a lot to sort through at the end. <laughs> I, I really like it. I, uh, I like it. You know, we get down on Americans all the time and how this country, people are talking about being ripped apart. And but you know yeah. what? still great man you know what i mean We're, it's incredible yeah um i love i love politics okay i love i i hate politics but i love politics i lo- obviously love government right <clears throat> working in government it's an absolute privilege right uh, to to serve at municipal level because you can make a really positive impact sure i can't imagine what it would be like on a federal level oh it's gonna be awful um awful but um growing up with the South African government and the change in government that I lived lived through and was exposed to, my parents were very intentional about me being very aware from a, I remember being 11 and my mom putting me in front of a TV screen saying, this is Chris Harney's funeral and you need to understand this is the first time whites and blacks are in lines together at someone's funeral for this person who was a freedom fighter. and the intention of me being exposed to political change, the new constitution that was adopted, and um, you know, equal rights of, of all humans. Mm-hmm. And so I think that really uh, gave me a very like strong passion of, of I think, why I'm, I'm ended up here today mm-hmm. in working in government. I think that's, a, you know, I care very much about policy and transparency and I think it's rooted in that Mm -hmm. it's bizarre to me Uh, honestly if you if you had met me in high school I was such a rebel at least I thought (laughs) I was and uh, I was always getting in trouble and couldn't follow the rules and and now you know I'm in this position but I think it was really like what what we what I was exposed to through the eyes and intentionality of my parents that have influenced me to be this way. That's awesome, though. Yeah, it's really cool. It is really cool. It's a privilege. The American dream. The American because dream. Because if I was in South Africa, I'd never be in government. I, uh, I'd never be able to serve, serve community that's, for a cool life. never had yeah. the late tile either, though. I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't say something about you uh, earlier. I always... Something I always uh, think of when I think of you is the passion she had when we. Sometimes we have local, like the corner of the state. We all, all the municipalities get together. We did it in Brush. Last one was in Ray, and every municipality sits, sits up and says, "Hey, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're having problems with this, right?" Everybody kind of gives yeah. like a state of the union for their little town. She got up and they have a new pool in Lyman. And every time I go through Lyman, I'm like, I gotta go see this damn pool because you were so <laughs> passionate about it. I thought it was awesome. You know, yeah, you were, it's life changing for a yeah. community to have a vibrant pool, right? That's modern and heated, right? And the play features yeah. and um, it's such a it's such an investment and an expense. Oh, you know, know. It's, it belongs to everyone and yep. it needs to be accessible to everyone. And so, it was a privilege to be um, 
like the primary role in ha ha helping make that pool happen. Uh, I, I, my point was that your passion for it was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Because I can tell you firsthand, pools yeah. are horrible. Oh, man, we, it's a beast. We slap a Band-Aid on the brush one every it's year. So, it's all it is. It's so it's, bad. To fix it yeah. or, re or to, to uh, replace it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. It's so many millions, and it's, so many it's something so integral to a community and youth. And um, even, you know, you need an accessible pool. Most grandparents are babysitters now. Right. And if you don't have a pool that both grandparents and kids can get into, you know, you've got this divide in the family. Right. And then right. it's just such a, we have so uh, few recreation resources in, on the Eastern Plains in our small towns. Like the pool is it. Yeah. And um, Thank goodness, like the CCC went through back in the recovery mm -hmm. days of the 30s and went through and built pools in all our small towns that we wouldn't have them. Right. Yeah. Very cool. It's so, very cool. Very, very passionate. That's that's what I dig, man. Thank you. It's very cool. All right, Mr. Vokey, we got one left, huh? Yep. Superstar athlete. All right. Okay. Bring it home, sister. I'm a superstar athlete. Are Not you? anymore. <laughs> I was a national athlete um, in South Africa. I was a squash player. So most people don't know what squash is. Yeah, I was just going to say, please explain this with squash. <laughs> it, is, it is the most delicious vegetable, but <laughs> it is also a sport. Um, so it's an indoor racket sport. It's not the same as racquetball, but it is has some similar qualities. So you have a ball, you have a racket, you hit it against the wall. Um, oh, I only describe it that way because I hate racquetball. Um, but... Uh, if you looked at it, you'd think it was really similar. Um, the ball doesn't bounce as much. You have to hit a lot harder. Uh, the techniques are different. Uh, I would always say that racquetball is for lazy people and squash is for... Um, so you're a squash snob. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was another wonderful life experience is, was to be a national athlete and um, play squash and have national colors and represent your country. So, okay. So, so national athlete, I'm, I'm a little lost. Like Olympics? Sure. Like the Olympics? No. no? Okay. No. So. so I had a ranking of number 10 in the country. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if that would it would, I don't think I was good enough to go to the Olympics. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'd have to be in like the top three, maybe. <laughs> Do they play squash in the Olympics? I don't know. Okay. I, I used to I know when we'll I was a squash player. <laughs> August, I don't know. That's really sad. I got to be honest. If they do, I'll watch it and you know, I'll be like, that Jillian's full of shit. That is racquetball. I don't know. <laughs> it's not racquetball. The racquetball ball is like bigger and really bouncy. So you can hit it and you can almost like stand in one place and it'll come to you. And with squash, you have to like run around and chase the ball. And then you have to be like really aggressive and hit it really hard and then be more strategic about where you're placing it and how you hit it. How many people are on the court at once? Um, so typically two, you and your opponent. Okay. There is doubles. So the, the court is a little bit bigger. But that's if you want a time that it is scary or when I have been scared, it's playing doubles. And so really? Because <laughs> you have to hold your racket like really high like this for your swing down because it is an aggressive swing okay and um doubles is a bit cramped for me is it as wide as like a tennis court oh no it's smaller oh, like, yeah. a, like like a racquetball court 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like a ragamuffin chord, but not. But not a ragamuffin. Ragga ragga <laughs> so a single squash chord is smaller, slightly smaller than a racquetball chord. Okay. Um, narrower but longer, and then doubles is probably the same size as racquetball. So back home. Or uh, South Africa, yeah. sorry. Uh, what is, is squash the big? Oh no, okay. it's very elitist. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like it is in America. I, I, I gotta it's be not honest. very common. I gotta be honest. I always put a title to everybody's episode, and I think yours might be squash snob. That might be how I label this. Um, I say it's very elitist because most, you know, most people just don't um, like tennis is really common. Yes, and. Um, there's it, tennis courts everywhere. Is it like our golf, basically? Yeah. Okay. I mean, people can so play it, but... So there's squash in America. Right. It's on the East Coast, and it's also, like, super elitist. Really? Probably more elitist than what it is in South Africa. Really? I think so. Maybe I was pretty so. middle class and got to yeah. got to do it, but I went to a school that um, had squash courts, uh-huh. and actually, I... My, I went to tennis lessons when I was a kid, and I kind of said I might have had a problem with authority and got kicked off the tennis court by the coach, and I was like, fuck you, I'll go play squash. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I ended up with this awesome, like, squash experience in my right. life. Right. So what came, what came of the whole squash? Uh... Well, actually, uh, don't get sad now, but I um, developed, like, this health problem Uh-oh. and ended up uh, – actually – yeah, anyway, so I ended up having to have major surgery because I was going to die. Um, oh, because <laughs> So I kind of okay. overdeveloped my uh, upper section and um, had to have... So you have like this main vein running under your collarbone and over yeah. your uh, ribs. Yeah, yeah. And the main vein was getting squashed. So I actually lost the use of my hand for a couple of years and it all went numb, and my nerves were getting crushed. To be and very clear now, <laughs> are you saying you got so muscular? Is that what it was? Like you were building yeah, muscle? Yeah, well, the, the, the surgeon was like, you have really large bones for a fully grown woman, and you have, like, all this muscle and this large bone structure, so your uh, vein is getting crushed. And so... I lost the use of my hand, like my right hand, and I'm right-handed. And, right. like, you, I couldn't feel anything. You could, like, stick a pin in the side of my hand. I couldn't feel it because my nerves were getting crushed. And then I went in for this angiogram, and they put me in emergency surgery the next day. Oh, my God. Because they were saying my vein was about to collapse and I was going to die. So then they cut out my first rib. So then I obviously had to stop playing squash. <laughs> They all Adam and Eve your ass. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, but the rib was at the top, not the bottom. But they, there's, an, so there's another one you walking around. They, 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 yeah. There's somebody with your rib walking around. There's a clone. Maybe they're like doing better at squash than I did. <laughs> I used to be a drummer too. And so I, I was a drummer and played squash. So I just had like this overuse of my right arm. Sure. Too. I've never heard anybody's been so muscular. <laughs> well, it wasn't just because of the muscles. Okay. <laughs> but I was very strong. I used to have a really good golf swing, too. <laughs> so. <laughs> Squash not. I've heard all the jokes. I just want you to know. Okay. okay. <laughs> the Adam and Eve joke is not original. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was all you, proud of myself. You know what you haven't hit on yet? The Adam and Eve joke and the Laycock last name. I've been really holding off on the Laycock thing. By the way, I've heard every single joke. I doubt you could come up with something new. You know what would be nice? If you drew, uh, started doing pornography, you wouldn't have to change your name at all. 
I've heard that one. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Maybe said like slightly differently. Okay, like, right. are you a porn star or... That's not saying. I'm just saying the options there. Okay. I would, yeah, I wouldn't have to. All right. I wouldn't, and I probably, I'll, I'll tell you after um, being married and changing my last name and giving up the last name Laycock, mm-hmm. um, and getting divorced. Like one of the first things I did is go and file for my last name to be Laycock again. So it's your maiden name. It is my maiden okay, name. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm never giving up this name. <laughs> you dig the Laycock name? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to. I'll be honest, I didn't know what your last name was until I asked Densia. Because I, I realized I knew Jillian just as Jillian. Like, you just write Jillian on your yeah, stuff for CML. Big G, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know what Jillian's last name is. And I said, Laycock. I was like, oh, that's too much, Rita. <laughs> when you grow up with a last name like this, this is how you turn out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take a lot of abuse, did you? Not all. Is lot. it common? Is it that kind of a common name? No, or no. no. no <laughs> is not. it South African or is it having? No, a, it's uh, British. So the okay. Cockney conversation in the beginning. Oh. Um, so my grandparents were from Yorkshire and Lancashire, which is like the north of England. Okay. And so there's some kind of like chicken farming <laughs> heritage. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I should. Yeah. I don't know. You know. Something from up there. I'm going to think of a joke you've heard. I'm going to think of one. It might take me bring a couple it. of days, but bring I'm, I'm going to bring it. <laughs> this is going to start losing sleep now. <laughs> you can text me. I'll yeah. tell you if it's good or not. You'll be interviewing someone, and they'll yeah. be like, you're going to pick up phone. And then I heard it. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Some fat bastard won't leave me yeah. on my last name. Yeah. If, if I wasn't... Um, if I... If it wasn't the town manager of Akron being recorded, I'd start telling you all the jokes I've heard. But well, I don't you know think what? that's appropriate. We're, we're going to turn this off here pretty soon. So you can, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how get our own little show. So um. that, was, uh, that was awesome. I, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Jillian, uh, this is an original podcast. Mm-hmm. It was. Three very simple oh. stories. Three almost yeah. statements, not yeah. stories. But uh, I really enjoyed this. This has been fun. So Thank uh, you. Yeah, it's very interesting stuff. We'll have to bring you back and tell us some more stories, you know, yeah. when you move on to be president or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You so. never know. I can't be president. I wasn't born here. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Let Arnold work on it. He's, he's, he's trying. I know. He's, he's doing his best. He's yeah. in the lead for all of us. He's beyond the lead. He's beyond the cock. We go to- <laughs> you know, this, this politics is rough. Talk. I don't know if I can handle that. Uh, he it's abusive. You want to know why he would never pick you to be his running mate? Because he's never been so muscular. He's almost killed himself. <laughs> in a, you know? Oh, man. I was so fit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you, almost, you almost choked yourself out with your bice or your, your peck. That's not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Story I'm going to tell people. That's a little laycock. Uh, All right. Vokey, do you have any idea? Not really. I don't either. I it's am like pretty lost. They're, they're statements, but then they turned into amazing stories. Yes, yes. So, so good. Um, but before we go any further, I, I, we're going to stop for a second. And I want to say a very thank you to the Brush Emporium. For giving us the space down here. What, how do you like it down here? I think it's incredible. Yeah. I'm so impressed. I'm blown away. Thank it's you. really cool. This is really, yeah, we, we did this, we worked on this quite a bit, right, Vogue? It was a, mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of redneckery down here, but it, it worked <laughs> out somehow. But thank you, the Brush Emporium, for making this a, a possibility. You know, we have a gift for you before you go from the Brush Emporium. Oh, wow. Um, thank yep. you. Well, yeah, I, I'm thrilled to be here. It's, this is cool. Yeah, it was Thanks cool. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm so happy you came. Uh, if you have not been to the Brush Emporium, what the hell are you waiting for? If you go upstairs, like we talked about earlier, they have. if you want a unique gift you don't want to find on Amazon or whatever, come down to the Brush Emporium. They have a homemade stuff down here, people that do their wares, and they give them a place here to, to uh, 
showcase their talents. Also, they serve food here, right? They do. Amazing food. Yes. It smells really good. Oh, it's awesome. The yeah. pizza's so good. Super Bowl Sunday, it's, well, this is going to come out two days after that. So, anyway, uh, they have pizza. They have wings, pastas, frozen yogurt, ice cream, pretzel pretzels. sticks. Yeah, they that, have. Those are my favorite. Wings. Right. And it's it's a local business. It's owned by four local people who are awesome. They uh, started this to give people this opportunity, you know. So please make sure you support them. They support this podcast. Come in and tell them, hey, Bullhucker sent me here. You won't get shit for free, but you know what I mean? It gives us a plug and it reassures them they made the right decision. Thank you so much. So uh, thank you, Brush Emporium. You guys are so awesome. 210 Clayton Street. All right, Mr. Vokey. We're going to rock, paper, scissors. Jillian, how do you rock, paper, scissors? Um, well, I, so sorry about that long pause. I was just thinking, I heard it called something else recently. Rochambeau. Yes. Okay. So I'm glad you said rock, paper, scissors, right. because that is what we would call do, it growing up. Do you, okay. So how do Not you do Not Rochambeau. It? Do you boom, 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 or rock, paper, scissors, shoot? You do it on the third one. So boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. <laughs> if you look behind you, there's three pumpers and four pumpers. <laughs> I, I like you do it the right way. <laughs> yes, I'm on top. <laughs> well, it's all about winning. The numbers wouldn't suggest that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. We're, 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 it's funny. What? I didn't do the, the account last year, but for the past two years, I've done what has ever won. Who's done? Because some people go rock, paper, scissors, then shoot, right? So uh, last year, we won. The three pumpers won. The year before that, four pumpers won. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't do it last year. The year before, three pumpers. The year before, four pumpers. Uh, this last year, I think the four pumpers might have won. But the three pumpers, I think, are... Uh, you know, Y'all are making comeback. a comeback. Yeah. So, just some strategy. If you... you So, you, you, you let me know that I had a thank you gift. Yeah. And then you asked me about the three pumpers, four pumpers. That's right. You should prime that by saying, if you're a three pumper, you get to take a gift home. Ooh. Well, that's, that's just bribery. <laughs> well, that's, that's, it's about winning. <laughs> what that filthy four pumper offer you? <laughs> All right, so we're doing three pumps. Ready? <laughs> Don't you go a third time? Yeah, we go. One, two, Did you do three? three? No, yeah. a third round. No. Oh, no, we just do. Um, we can barely ones. agree on how many times to pump it. Okay? <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I had signs made. That's it, yeah. Clearly, you figured out how to get along. <laughs> you should start like a team uh, training shit. You know what? <laughs> tell people it, how to get along. It becomes like contentious after a while. Those three pumping, four pumping things. Like People get into it. They uh, want to start scrapping. Densia, our Densia, will straight come at me at this stuff. She's a four pumper. She's a four pumper. <laughs> she, she, she acts like you murdered somebody. Like, why are you doing? What are you doing? What's, why? Why, dude? Why? Cool. All right. We got three great stories. Superstar athlete, language of love, and American dream. I got to be honest, Jillian, I honestly don't know. They were all very informative. I really enjoyed this episode. I can't say that enough. This has been a lot of fun. Um, but I'm going to go in. I'm going to I'm gonna pick superstar athlete. I uh, Language of love, that seems like a pretty uh, – it was pretty quick. Uh, they were all pretty quick. That one seemed 11 languages – probably true uh american dream i think you are the american dream i think that's very cool it's a story uh you got a great story i'm gonna pick superstar athlete just for the simple fact that i don't think you uh you, your <laughs> pectoral muscles almost killed you I, i'm finding out if it is it wasn't a pec muscle uh, whatever muscle is choking you out <laughs> going for actually you. it was muscles in my neck <laughs> 
That's even worse. That's even worse. My God. <laughs> my name's Jillian. I'm here for the squash tournament. <laughs> Which one of you pansies is going to pay from the South African dream? And I wasn't even number one. No. <laughs> Jesus, that was their neck. You're right. <laughs> All right, folks. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, superstar oh. athlete. What do you got, bro? I don't know. Um, I was kind of thinking language of love. Um, I believe that you speak three languages. But then you said your sister speaks eight, and so I'm going to go with that just because the the count on the amount of languages spoken mm-hmm. might be off. I don't know. You've done a very good job. I keep saying this. I usually don't kiss people's ass this much, but uh, you've done a good job because you came in. I never had someone come at us like this. Oh, her? three yeah. statements and then yeah, the story it's just was great. like what the hell? Because the thing <laughs> is, is like you made your comment or your statement and then you'd like tell a story and then like oh and then you tell it so it was hard to figure out you know because people come in usually and tell like one story and then that's it and you had several stories right. so one of the you could have been like oh and and that could have been the, the lie right but you're just acting like you just thought of it so yeah this is like messing with me so, so what we're going to do now imagine is imagine how my husband feels <laughs> <laughs> before you flip that around sure. uh I'm taking superstar athlete. You're taking language of love. Yes. At home right now, if you're on YouTube watching this, in the comments below, write which one you think it is. Right. Yep. Have fun at home. I mean, be honest about it. No one, you know, we're not going to like call you out. Like, did you see what they picked? Wrong. You know. So, <laughs> put in the comments below which one you think it is. All right. Now, Jillian, let's see your board. Which one is not the truth? Language of love. <laughs> what is not true about language of love? Well, you didn't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right enough for this yeah. podcast to count. Um, so I don't speak three languages. Really? Yeah. What do you speak? I'm you an speak? American. I speak one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you succeeded here. You know? I um, <clears throat> I did learn three languages in school, but I don't. I'm terrible right. at, at them. I can say some really basic stuff in multiple languages, more than sure. three. But I I really can't hold a conversation. So, okay. All right. So oh, I was kind of right. I said yeah. like the number of languages spoken. Yeah. My my sister's a mad so. genius. We're we're in this we're in this country would you use the languages anyway? There's other languages ever anywhere? Um unless you're around people who speak right. those languages, no. But I do have a great story. Okay. Um so I was traveling I was when I was backpacking through Europe in 2016, I was um hiking up the um coast of um, Italy through there is there is an area of five vi- villages called Cinque Terre and I'm sure I'm butchering the name appropriately and um, y- you can kind of hike up the coastline into these different little fishing villages and so I was coming down the hill into this one like the third village and um, someone started speaking to me in Italian and I said ek kan nie verstaan wat jy sê ek praat Afrikaans which is, I can't understand what you're saying. I'm speaking Afrikaans, will you speak to me in English? It's it's something kind of like a joke I play with myself in my head because right. I assume no one's going to understand what I'm saying. Right. And the person that I said that to spoke back to me in Afrikaans. <laughs> and it was like so random. And, and I just said, holy shit, I would never expect this to happen. And you don't think anyone's speaking Afrikaans anywhere right. else in the world. And they're, they're like, well, you better watch what you say because we can understand you. Yep. And um, they were from South Africa. Wow. So that was really cool. That gave me a little bit of a, yeah. like, 
oh, you want to try and be cheeky, um, you better catch a wake up and yeah. there's more language spoken all over the world. So. My mother's half Mexican, half Swedish, uh, very light skinned, right? Mm-hmm. But my mom speaks fluent Spanish. So she <laughs> does. Oh yeah, man. She yeah. I've known Mary forever. Yeah, I no, she speaks that. Spanish. And uh, it's funny when people speak Spanish around her, she turns around and starts talking to them. They yeah, just get cool. real. Yeah, because my yeah. grandmother, who was full blooded Mexican, was also very light skinned. You know, that's just yeah. where we came from. And people were like, Your grandmother's Mexican? And we're like, We bleach her at night. It's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she's Mexican, you know. But like you said, yeah. uh, when they would start, if we'd be somewhere and they'd start speaking to me in Spanish, and she'd answer them, I'm like, I know habla, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mi mama. <laughs> I don't know, you know. I think it's a great asset to speak another, at I, least one other language. I'd love um, to. I'll tell you, I was traveling through Greece and uh, on that same trip and um, was in rural, like in the north of Greece, in the rural area. Yeah. And um, got directions with them speaking German and me asking in Afrikaans. Wow. Um, the languages are different, but it was enough to at least get directions to where sure. I was traveling to. That's so that nuts. was really cool. So I might I might feel like, oh, well, first of all, it's, I think it's a bit sad that I don't speak Zulu or Afrikaans. Right. Um, if I had stayed in South Africa, I probably would still speak it. But um, I just I just wasn't good enough to have it ingrained in, in me as a human. But right. It was cool to have those experiences and kind of get by. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Cage is on here. What's up, Jerry? And uh, he was stationed in Japan when he was in the Marines. And it was kind of cool when he came on here. And he, he speaks a little bit of Japanese, but it was just neat what he picked up or what yeah. he was forced to pick up. You know, it was, it was cool. But, uh, and I think we all inherently want to acclimate to wherever we're at. Sure. To connect with well, each other. Well, it's just smarter anyway. You know, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to be in Japan, you might probably want to speak the language, you know, just to, yeah. you know, get by. But uh, Jillian, I, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed this. This has been Thank really, you. really awesome. It's been so, great for me, too. Yeah, it's been fun. And uh, you guys got you guys didn't have as much in common as you thought, right? He doesn't play squash, but no, I don't play squash, yeah. and, I, and I do rock paper scissors the right way. <laughs> you know what? We're not friends anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's I don't right. want you to be a Leo, and I don't want you to be on August. Oh, so now you're taking my birthday away. Okay. Right you on. can go be a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing to me. So, anyway, Jillian, thank you so much for coming uh, on. Thank you. Right. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you uh, click the little subscribe button down in the corner. It's a small click for you, but a big click for a us. Huge click for us. little red button on the right-hand corner of the, the screen. Also, no matter what platform you're on, leave a rating and review. Hopefully we'll see it. If we don't, yeah. whatever. And if you'd like to come on the podcast or you know somebody that would be awesome to have on the podcast, absolutely. Uh, there's a contact on bullhucker.com. Put their information down. We have a few people from Akron coming down cool. next week, I believe. So nice. uh, Jimmy Jabauer and uh, Mr. Jefferson, I believe, will be joining us. So, cool. uh, But if you know anybody, please uh, or if you'd like to do it, please Let's reach know. out, man. We'd love to have people because, I mean, the tough part about this is, Julian, I don't know. We don't know everybody, you know, and it's not often people actually reach out. I think they kind of wait for me to ask them, you know. Yeah, it feels and, good when you ask. Yeah, I know. And I, and I find, <laughs> it's if like I, I'm cool enough to be on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I wanted you to be on the podcast. Yeah. But if people want to try it, I w- I'd love to reach out. But I need to know if, you know. Right. I need cool. to know. So, at any rate, uh, let us know if you'd like to come on. We'd love to have you. So, we have uh, people lined up, but uh, we'll get you in the list, right? Yeah, absolutely. On the list of the uh, wanted. Is that weird? That's weird. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm Luce Lundstrom. <laughs> I'm out of Vokey. Hey, we'll catch you next time. Peace.